Hello, and welcome back to They Won't, But We Will podcast featuring Tree McGee and my lovely assistant, CC Two Socks, Pappy Two Socks. What? It's supposed to be CC Quick, man. CC Quick. Yeah, we're changing up a little bit. I haven't, folks, I haven't determined what name I'm going to use on the podcast yet. So, anywho, today we're going to talk about voting rights and the lack thereof. So, with that being said, I'll kick it over to my partner, and um, he can start us off today. CC, it's all yours. Okay, folks, what we have done is, uh, Tree McGee said we're going to be talking about voting rights, and what we're going to do is just give a little timeline as to voting rights getting established in America, uh, especially now that we are what, Tree, about six, seven weeks from an election? Mm, less than that, isn't less it? Less than that, okay. So 40 days? 40, 40 days, wow, okay. So, um, folks, I'm, I'm not sure how many people know this, but voting rights started back in the 1700s, <laughs> obviously, Revolutionary War, getting away from England. Uh, anyway, uh, 1789, the right to vote, was actually extended to, get this, hold your breath, white men who own property. That's it. Those are the only people in the United States of, of America that could vote. In 1789, that was 6% of the population. 6%. Let's make America great again. Let's go back there and 6% of people vote. <laughs> I knew he was going to th throw that in there. So, uh, but that didn't last long, folks. So no worries about that. In 1792, New Hampshire, the great state of New Hampshire, it was the first state to actually eliminate property requirements for voting. So guess what that means? Now, it's just white men that can vote. We're still at that 6 8%. Tree. Yeah, 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 something like that. So at that point, they had religious restrictions were lifted. Um, so that meant, and I think it was about 18, the early 1800s, 1820, 1820, 1830 or so, uh, you didn't have to be a card carrying Christian. To vote. So, just to give you an idea of where we came from so with regards add, to voting. Let me add this. In 1792 through 1839, free black men lost their rights to vote in northern states like Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Food for thought. Like, they vote before that, but they lost the right to vote through the years of 1792, 1838. Hmm. This is craziness. It's pretty insane. So what does that mean, you ask? That means that in 1828, as I'm sorry, as early as 1828, uh, which is less than, what, 60 years since 1776, 1828, so call it 50-something years, 52 years, you start to see the separation of church and state taking religion 
as being a factor in having the right to vote. So, just given that timeline, So, in 1870, Congress passed the 15th Amendment, which is the right to vote to extended to all male citizens, regardless of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Loved how they, have, they put that previous condition of servitude in there. So, <clears throat> but shortly after that, Jim Crow laws started coming in. That's true. That's and true. And discriminated against mostly African Americans and poor white people. Right. 1920, the right to vote is extended to all citizens regardless of gender. So that's where we get our women's suffrage. That took like a hundred years because I think the first women's suffrage was like around 1850 or something like that. So, well, wait a minute. I'm sorry. It's more like 70 years. So then 18... I'm sorry, 1924. Hold on. Let's back up real quick. Okay, back 1887. Up. Okay. I want to talk about 1887. All right, let's hear it. And when they're, they, hold on. Okay, here we go. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. 1887. Citizenship was granted to Native Americans who are willing to disassociate with their tribe <laughs> it, was called, it was called the Dawes Act. Okay. And making the men, just the men, techni technically eligible to vote. Even though in most Western states, they were still discriminated against and were not allowed to vote. So let me get this straight. Okay, first of all, we're going we're gonna to kill most of you. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to commit mass genocide upon your people. We're going to take all your land. And then... Maybe, maybe you can vote for the people who are killing you and taking your land. Woo! Hey, listen. Uh, I said it once, I'll say it again. Let's make America great again. <laughs> who knew, wants to make it that way again? Uh, 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 hey, uh, <clears throat> it's a very ambiguous statement that our, our president makes when he says make America great again. Because just try, you want to question how far back does he want to go? Uh, because these times that we're discussing, I'm pretty sure I definitely wouldn't be doing well. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. I, I definitely wouldn't be doing well. I'd probably be okay. Yeah, but. you might be alright. <laughs> me, I'd be, I'd be suspect. You know, so, so 1924, all non-citizen Native Americans born in the U.S. to be citizens with the right to vote, regardless of tribal affiliation. Right. Right. So, the civil. So we go through all of that just to get to the Civil Rights Act of 1957, which voting. Listen, voting is such a powerful thing for our country, and people make such a huge deal about voting, and they always go back to the Civil Rights Act. But what most people don't realize, what most Americans, citizens don't realize, is that that's just 1957. That's like 60 years ago. Well, I'm sorry, 60, 70. That's like 70 years ago. Right. What we've been talking about has been going, it's been going on since the inception of the country. So 
we're, we're not doing a good job about teaching our kids the importance of voting. Uh, <clears throat> we started taking our kid to the voting booth with us before he was even out of elementary school because we wanted him to understand that there are places on this planet, in this world, that you don't get to, you don't, you don't have the right to vote. And a lot of people gave up a lot of stuff up in to include their lives for us to be able to vote. Uh, it is in the Constitution, obviously with um, things like the 24th Amendment, you know, the Civil Rights Act, the 19th Amendment, the 15th Amendment, all these things are Constitution that has to deal with the right to vote. Um, so it is important uh, as far as us as a, as a country, as a society, to be sure we understand the significance of having that right to vote. I believe voting for an American citizen is the most or one of the most important things you can do as a citizen to have your voice heard. If you don't get out and vote and then somebody gets elected that you don't like, you should have voted. <laughs> All right. We agree on that one. Plain and simple. Plain so, and simple. Let me ask you something. All right. Go CC. ahead. CC. What are your thoughts on felonies or felons voting? And are losing the right to vote or gaining the right to vote? What is your opinion on that? Because I think I, all I, people I, should be able to vote. I got I got to go back and do the research. I'm not sure where it is. Uh, it was determined that if you have a felony, you lose the right to vote. Um, well, let's I, remember it's a state thing, right? Correct. So in the Constitution, it's up to the states to make the rules on voting. Correct. Because uh, we are the United States of America. I get it. So what I'm what I'm postulating, what I'm guessing is, is that it goes back to the Jim Crow South um, and knowing that after the 13th Amendment was put in, um, the 14th Amendment was put in, <clears throat> granting minorities and, and uh, African-Americans the right to vote, uh, this felony rule was applied uh, because as we know, or as most people know, you commit a felony, you lose the right to vote. You don't lose your citizenship, but you lose your right to vote. So as of 2012, only Florida, Kentucky, and Virginia continue to impose lifelong lifelong bans on voting for felons. So you can get your so what you're saying is you can get your right to vote back in other states than those ones yes. you just listed. Yes. What was those states again? Florida, Kentucky, and Virginia. And in 2007, Florida passed legislation to restore voting rights to felons. But that didn't kick in until 2011 and now they're doing another reform to that legislation about you have to pay your court fees oh, so they're still if you're trying a felon. To keep, so they're still trying vote. to keep people from voting. Well, poor people and, and minorities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
<clears throat> as a citizen, now this country, from my understanding, and how it was taught in school, you know, this country was founded on because of not having the right to vote, taxation without representation. Um, and that was one of the fundamental reasons of uh, breaking away from Britain and becoming the United States of America. But then we institute laws that take away the citizens' right to vote. Uh, that's something that we probably <laughs> need to look at and talk to our... Uh, our elected representatives, exactly. you know, hey, you know, not that I'm advocating for, you know, criminals to, you know, be able to get away with anything. I'm not saying that murderers don't deserve to go to jail. I'm not saying that burglars don't deserve to be shot in the face if they break in my house. <laughs> I think we can agree yeah, but that if you are a U.S. citizen... Right. You should be able to vote. Right. You should be able to vote for the people making the laws right. that are putting you in prison. Exactly. And 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 then they are making the rules and the laws that govern you while you're exactly. in prison. Exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty sh I'm pretty sure that uh, you should not lose the right to vote as a as a U.S. citizen. Um, you have folks like the NRA and a lot of. Uh, Second Amendment persons uh, out beating the drum, you can't take away my right to bear arms. That's a great point. You know, That's so, a great point, but people but are taking away their right, right to, to vote. vote. They're doing it now with the whole mail-in voting and absentee voting, which is the same thing. <laughs> what do you, please, expand on that. What do you mean it's the same thing? What do you do when you absentee vote? You mail it in, right? No, sometimes. Well, well sometimes yeah. you hand it in. Well, no, whatever. no, actually, actually, you can go by. I know you can go down to County Square. Okay, well, and, I think most people in. mail it in, though. Yeah, right? well, you're right. I, th I think most people. When I've absentee voted, you're right. I have mailed it in. Actually, I can't arms, think of the time. People in the armed services. Yep. Yep. Overseas, yep. on a base overseas, they're not walking their, their ballot in, nope. they're mailing it in. That's it's true. the same thing, and we've been doing it for decades. That's Hell, true. I think we might have been doing it since the Civil War, correct me if I'm wrong. I've heard <laughs> there's some absentee voting during the Civil War. Probably. I can, I can. So, we've been doing it for over 100 years. Yes. And now, all of a sudden, it's ripe for... Um, People, uh, what do you, what, what you try to, I'm losing yeah, my train of yeah, cause you're about, you're about to, you, you're, about, you're about to blow up is what it is. And I understand cause it's a, it's that, it's the Trump thing coming out and it's bothering you. And it's that, a that's bunch gonna, of crap. That's gonna be on another and podcast. And it's taking away the rights of U.S. citizens to right. vote. Exactly. So, One of the most important things that we can do as U.S. citizens, U.S. citizens is to vote. There we go. So now folks that are listening this podcast was just to give a rundown on just the voting rights, just the timeline of voting rights in America uh, leading up to the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Uh, <clears throat> and just to give you just a little background, it, it, doesn't, it didn't start like they show it in schools. Um, when I was growing up, 
we only went back to 1964, 1965, Civil Rights, Voting Rights Act. We really didn't get into what happened to the Native Americans and what happened to poor, even poor white people. Poor, I'm sorry, poor Caucasians uh, back in the uh, late 1700s and 1800s. And I don't recall really having a serious discussion about women's rights to vote when I was in school. So um, they only go back so far. And, uh, you know, I'm going to blame <laughs> I'm going to blame the media on that. But that's just. How I am. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was 1970. It wasn't until 1971 that every American over the age of 18 had the right to vote. That's correct. 1971. Correct. Yep. That blows my mind. <laughs> that, blows my that, mind. That, that is my The country voice. is almost almost 200, 200 years, years old. old at that point. Yes. And not every citizen over the age of 18 could vote. Yep. You're absolutely right. You could, you 1971. Could, you could run. You could go out. You had. We had people in World War One and World War Two that were 15, 16, 17 years old, going out fighting, dying for the country. Couldn't vote. Couldn't vote. Mm. Couldn't vote. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. There you go. Let's make America great again. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna close this one up, and uh, we just take a moment and. Uh, Make sure you go out, get registered to vote, and make sure you're teaching your kids the importance of voting. Please vote, everyone. Please, please, please vote. It's very important. See you next time. Adios.